You're listening to Badger and Bull on the Fat Gatsby Network. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Badger and Bull. Fat Gatsby's Badger and Bull. I am the Bull. That is the Badger. Hello. It is June 2018. Uh, we have not spoken to you since uh, Br- Brigitte, Brigitte, Brigetti. Brigetti. Mom's spaghetti. The baguette. Brigetti, like delicious, like mom's spaghetti. Uh, yes. was released back in March. It's been a couple months. Uh, but this month we are going to talk about Overwatch. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, Mahoney, the fucking. I'm sure you are bursting at the seams. You are hot off a fucking prize package vacation weekend in california i am to watch so. which ended up when <laughs> where they sent you out there to watch like one night of overwatch matches and you watched one weekend worth of overwatch matches it was the most fantastic surprise i ever received about this whole thing <laughs> so yeah i was the grand prize winner of the omen by hp ultimate fan experience we'll censor that out so we don't know who sponsored it you know they don't sponsor us fuck them that's a joke we'll fuck them yeah Fuck But no, they were really amazing. So I entered this contest. Let it be known, kids, that you can actually win stuff by entering into contests found on Twitter. And in this case, I won the whole Mamma Jamma. Uh, I thought when I had entered that it was like just to go get this trip out to go see the Fusion. And then like as I was actually in the process of filing paperwork to win the grand prize, I realized like, oh, wait, I also win a laptop. And I, and I win this all-expense-paid trip. And I get to see the Fusion, and they're flying me out there and putting me up in a hotel and everything. It was fantastic. They paid for the flight. They paid for the hotel. They had transportation to and from. Uh, got to go to the match, and then, like, I thought I was going to get just one match of, like, seeing the Philly Fusion play and meeting the team. And, like, we got you tickets for the entire week. So I had tickets for all this. And on top of it, I got to bring a friend with me. And I had to figure out who to bring with me. And instead and you so- brought an enemy. <laughs> I brought an enemy because I thought it was a joke. I was like, this would be the greatest joke ever, right? I'm going to enter into this contest and be like, we got to go cheer on the Philly Fusions. Who do I bring? A buddy for ours from Texas. Good old Doomfish that we play with on Battle.net. And uh, I asked him to come along. Why? Because he is a Texas sports fan and he hates, hates all teams Philly no matter what. He hates all of them. So, of course, I was like, yeah, if I win, I'm going to force you to come along and enjoy this really great, awesome trip and cheer on the Philly Fusion. Get fucked, son. He also so, really needed to get out of the house. He really did. He really did. Uh, <laughs> but we won, and I was like, all right, we're actually going on this trip. And, dude, when I found out that I won that trip, our group chat lit up with me just yelling in all caps, like, get ready, fucker, we're going. You're going to have to cheer on the Fusion and like it. Like, it, was, it was disgusting. It was, it was- oh, very funny I just could not believe it and it was very short notice but I got to go out there flew out there on Wednesday and that evening uh, like only an hour or so after getting off the plane we went to the uh, stadium and or the arena and we were there because I had to meet with the HP people so I could get this laptop and like sit down and find where our seats were and they're like hey we have these reserved seats for you all weekend long like reserved this is where we're sitting all week for the entire setup. And I was like, oh my God, this is great. And so that first match we get there and it was like really fun. And of course, like I was going to try and lie to Aaron at first and not let him know that we had tickets for all the days because (laughs) I just didn't want him to actually see the Houston outlaws play. (laughs) 
I was going to deny. I was going to cut my nose off to spite my face and deny him the right. But I was like, nah, you know, we'll, we'll go watch Houston. And we got to watch the closest Shanghai Dragons game ever live in the arena. Uh, they it, was it was almost the night. They should have had that. They really should have had that. Like over the stream, the crowd was like thunderous. Oh, it was nuts. insane. <laughs> nuts. That whole arena was just nuts lit up like today's the day. Yeah. It's happening. And even the casters were getting into it. And, and, and just, it didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. The, you know, of course, it's Shanghai. Some mistakes were made. Um, really, you know, looking at those matches, I really felt like they should have just continued to run dive because in that match, they had their dive comp like on point. It had taken them all season long to really figure it out. But they had finally figured it out. And their DPS players, who normally don't ever think of being that great, were popping off like crazy. Mm -hmm. And the only reason they got to pop off is because their tanks were up front, like dealing out damage and, and making a presence known. And the only reason they were able to make a presence known is because their supports were right there with them. Like it was all flowing seamlessly together. It was all going just right. And it was like that was going to be the night. It was going to happen. Yeah. And then they threw their comps out and got weird on Nepal. And yeah, well, it's not that they got weird. They they went meta. Yeah. They they went what people expect to be played meta wise, yeah. and that cost them when they could have just been running dive the entire time. Yeah. I think they sort of stuck to their guns. They might have made it. Yeah. Under, but besides they should, that, or at least not yeah. full meta, but still had the widow. You know, but still just run dive tanks. You know, and, and things yeah. like that. Um, but Arnak did get to meet the Philly Fusion. Mm -hmm. And that was spectacular. I, I mean, it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. Uh, I got brought in to walk through the back hallways, you know, the studio area, because it is built, the Blizzard Arena, little history lesson, the Blizzard Arena is built in the original spot of The Tonight Show, where uh, Johnny oh. Carson had The Tonight Show. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, yeah, one of our Uber drivers was telling us about it, because he, he was really glad that, you know, he didn't even know that Blizzard had come in. He's always been wondering what was going on in that, in that studio you know so many people lining up every week long and so we were explaining to him he's like well i'm really glad because you know that studio built this town like burbank would be nothing without that studio and how johnny carson was in there and you think about it like now and it's like it's burbank it's fucking burbank california but that place would be nothing without that studio how starting people have been wanting to tear it down forever mm. Uh, but Blizzard came in and they've, you know, pretty much bought the place out and been renovating like crazy and turning it into their esports arena. And it was really cool. It was really cool to see. I got in the back, got to meet the team. It was great meeting them. Team, you could tell, like when I walked in the room, I could tell they were like super nervous. Like <laughs> they weren't nervous about meeting the fan. They were nervous about the match coming up. Uh. Like, like this was do or die match time. So I'm like trying to, you know, initiate some conversations Ooh. or whatever, but they're really kind of like oh, we don't know what to do with this super tall dude here who's <laughs> like our fan. I guess they're kind of hoping for a really cute chick or something. I don't know. <laughs> but but I, go in there, you know, you. I know, and I'm, I'm like chatting it up with them. I'm having a great time talking with Fraggy and Shadowburn and uh, Neptuno and, and Poco and all of them, you know, just, just looking them all in the eyes and talking to them how I love how when they're technically proficient, it's all on point. And like, I'm trying to like really rally them and hype them up. Mm -hmm. for like you know remember technical proficiency remember to make the calls and move together and yada yada and uh that i really believed in them. there was one point neptuno was like don't worry we're, we're gonna go 4-0 tonight we're gonna go 4-0 and uh 
I was like, yeah, man, I went to go give him a high five and like stop short because if you've ever given me a high five, you know that I commit 500% to every high five. <laughs> and I did not want to smack this guy's hands. I was like, I stopped. He needs like, those oh. hands. I did. I did. I told him, I was like, you got, I'm going to take it easy. Normally I commit, but you, these are fucking million dollar hands right here. Million dollar hands. And so I just gave him a light little high five and they all kind of had a chuckle and they looked around like, yeah, we got million dollar hands right here. This is a team can do it. Um, I did give them a poster to sign that my daughter had drawn. She's eight years old, and she drew this cute little Hanzo figure because she thought it was the cutest thing she saw on YouTube. And uh, so she drew it by hand, and she drew the Philly Philly Fusion logo all in one go, you know. And uh, the the team loved it, and they all signed it. So I'm going to frame that up for her, and we're going to take her picture with it and send it back to the team just as a, hey, thanks for signing her poster kind of thing. Uh, and then I just, you know, I had a few other parting railing words. We had some pictures taken, uh, which was awesome. Just a couple of photos. They gave us some t-shirts. Um, and it was really great seeing them really great to say hi. And, uh, we're up in the stands, you know, and at that point, you know, it's like, right, we'll, we'll leave. They've got to prepare, you know, they've got to start getting warmed up and get their scrims going, things like that, get ready to go. And, uh, as I was, you know, leaving, I'm hopping into the Philly Fusion Discord, and I'm like, EQO is looking ready to play tonight because he'd been out for a couple, you know, uh-huh. a couple weeks before that. I was like, EQO is looking ready to go. He's in Jersey, and they're like, what? And so I'm sending pictures off, and they're like, oh my god, how are you? And blah blah. blah. It was great. And um, we're in the stands, and like as we're leaving too, before we even get to the stands, we're leaving, and uh, two of the people of the team there, one of their um, team managers and their their social media manager for the team they're walking aaron and i out and uh they're like wow that was that was really awesome i think you really rallied and like prepped them up they're they're actually like looking motivated i was like really like i was hard for me to tell hard to read these guys but i haven't lived with them like these guys have you know yeah but like that little little pep talk from good old mahoney there was like Apparently they knew it. The team manager was like, that was really good. They seemed really motivated and ready to go. Like that was awesome. Yo, tell them you'll come and do that for the finals. <laughs> I dude, I told him if you need me at halftime, I am there. If you need me for the final, I am there. I will I will Skype in if I have to and give you guys a little pep talk. My full Sergeant Mahoney will come out and it'll be great. Oh, sidebar, I almost had the entire Philly Fusion team ready to tell Aaron to get fucked. So <laughs> So it was like I'm explaining to the to the team they're like yeah and I got to bring somebody along so I brought along this fucking idiot behind me because he's wearing a Houston Outlaws hat yeah. as we're in there and I'm like yeah I brought him along he's like this gag he's gonna have he hates Philly stuff but he's gonna have to come along cheer on the Philly Fusion and fucking like it so you can tell him to get fucked anytime <laughs> and so I like occasionally just turn back and be like get fuck Darren and just right to his face in front of everybody and at one point the team manager he looks at me he's like would you like all of us to tell him to get fucked too <laughs> <laughs> and, and I instantly whipped around and I was like yes can you do that can you do that like right now and he looks back at me he's like no no we can't <laughs> <laughs> probably I'm sure about something with getting fined or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. but it was really fun really awesome to meet the team uh, just great to have that, you know, that little moment. Um, and then games went on, you know, and so we're watching the Philly Fusion play that night. Oh, my God. Nail-biter games on both games, but needed to be won. Like, both mm-hmm. games needed to be wins. And uh, first night was against San they Francisco Soul Shock. They beat Soul Shock? They beat Shock first night and then Soul the next night. Yeah. And uh, so when they beat Shock, or when they started playing Shock, of course, it's a California team, and you're in California. 
So that arena is packed with shock fans. Packed. And there are like eight or twelve fusion <laughs> fans in there. <laughs> like that's it. Yeah. And we are hollering up a storm. A storm. And uh in the fusion like all access videos that they do after each game. Yeah. I'm in I'm actually in there for both of them. And I'm <laughs> in that shock game. And you can just see me like telling the crowd, like, come at me. Come on, I will take you all on right now. I am not scared. <laughs> and uh it was great. So like and we would go back and forth yelling. The Shock fans would be like, let's go, Shock. And we'd be like, let's go, Philly. Oh, it was great. We were just back and forth at it, just jumping up and hollering with each pick and, and each big play, you know? Mm-hmm. And so spoiler alert, but I'm sure by the time you get this, it shouldn't be spoilers anymore. Everybody should be able to catch the highlights. Uh, you know, I think the statute of limitations on Overwatch League games are much shorter than movies in general. Dude, whatever. It's live fucking sports. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, over Philly, you know, they, they lose the first game, the first map, mm-hmm. they tie for the second map, which means we can't even go to game five and Philly fucking loves going to game fives for some reason. So can't go to game five, like have to win it here. And we're coming out of half and I'm like, I'm just feeling myself. You know what? I ain't even worried. I ain't even worried. Let's go. Let's go. And I'm st- somehow blessed that i still have a voice at this point because i've been yelling that hard i like to thank my <laughs> drill instructors for that one and i'm just like this teams come out you know and they're they're coming back out from the half i'm looking up and i'm raising that flag up because uh one of the the team manager he called me up in the stands just to say thanks again he's like you know what you don't you don't have a flag i'm gonna get you a flag and he just runs off <laughs> runs back from somewhere and he's got a philly fusion flag for me so i'm hoisting that thing up you know hand fist clenched you know, just raising raising the arms up, be like, let's go, you know? Mm-hmm. Giving that whole best fraggy impersonation, you know, walking in like a tank. Just, just ah, oh, let's go. And uh, EQO locks eyes on me, and he's looking at me, he's like, yeah, man. And he raises up his fist, <laughs> flexes the guns a little bit. I'm like, yeah, let's go, boys, let's go. And sure as shit, they came back. They came back, and they took those last two maps, and it was fucking great. They figured out how to adjust, and they did it, and it was awesome. And uh, next day, I've got, like, no voice. and uh, <laughs> But somehow I found one for the match, right? Yeah. And they're coming in. And it's great, too, because we had aisle seats mm-hmm. each night. So, like, as the team comes by, I get to see them just one more time, like, high five. and be like, fuck, yeah, let's go, guys, let's go. And uh, for their soul match, they were the first ones in because they were a visiting team. Mm-hmm. Soul is coming in right behind them. And I'm standing in the aisle still. And I am staring into their fucking souls (laughs) with my Philly jersey on, being like, get the fuck out. You're done. Leave. You might as well quit right now. Leave. And some of them looked at me, saw my jersey, and they kind of laughed. Because they were already laughing a little bit because they were doing their special rap intro walking or something like this. And I was just like, you're fucking done. I stared Fleta down, and I was like – you will lose. And I was, oh, and he just kind of kept walking on, you know, but I rattled them. I rattled their nerves. And uh, so they get in there. They're playing. And Philly looks strong, like looks super, super fucking strong in these first two maps. But they wind up losing first two maps, mm-hmm. uh, even after some amazing plays, which, by the way, comes to show that Overwatch is an objective-based game, kids. Philly Fusion, at the end of that King's Row map, that first map on that match, had 50-some-odd kills between them. Seoul had only about 30-some-odd kills and still won the map. They got Seoul got spawn-camped hard and was like just getting beaten back, had so many kills put on their team, but they still won because they took the objective. 
Mm-hmm. Crazy, right? A 20 kill differential, but still took the objective, um, which I blame for just this one out of position moment where boop knocked two of the tanks over the edge would have been totally different except for that one boop. Anyway, we're, we're, we're down like zero, no, no maps going into the half. It's do or die again. And uh, at this point in the time of the week, the Philly Fusion fans in the crowd, we'd all like found each other. And we're like, this is all right. The eight of us, we're, we're bonded like yeah. family right now. This is going to happen. We're fist bumping. We're looking at each other. We're like, not even worried. We love map five. Is it, is it a thing where like people come out for like the weekend? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you saw a lot of uh, like the same people throughout the weekend. I'm sure some people just go in for like, you know, Friday, Saturday or whatever. But yeah, there were some that were there for all week. You know, definitely younger crowd at the beginning of the week. Yeah. Some regulars. Like I've seen, I saw in person there regulars that I've seen on the stream. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They just have tickets, you know, and they go in. Yeah. And, um, so we're there, and the Philly Fusion fans, we're all, like, bonding together, and we're, like, not even worried. It's map five time, baby. Map five. We love map five. And so we come out, and it's just win, win. We're going into map five. Shit is tighter than tight. And by this time, like, Carpe has been popping off, right? His tanks are in position, and between Carpe and EQO both, they were both going nuts, just popping off. And they had space to do it. You know, tanks were where they needed to be. Uh... Boombox and Neptuno both were doing amazing shit. Um, Cuban Hill, and they're popping off. And then we take map one, take map two, get to map three, and it's just I'm not sitting down at all at this point. And uh, at some point, Aaron's like, "You're an old man. You should relax." <laughs> I don't know if you can take <laughs> well, he's like thing. ready to go to bed. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He was he was tore, you know, worn out each night almost. And. Uh, so we're just cheering it on, yelling, yelling, cheering it on, and then they win, and I am jumping up and down in the aisle. This other dude, Philly fan, we're jumping up and down. Oh, yeah, man, this is great. Ah, just yelling out. And it was awesome, too, because like at this point on like social media-wise, I was tuning in on Twitter to see how things were going, you know, because it's just faster, and I know I follow a lot, like everybody on the team and just almost anybody associated with the Watch League. Mm-hmm. And some of the like team managers and coaches and just other general manager staff who were like there in the in the press box that day they're like we could see some of our fans out there in the crowd we have some really awesome fans <laughs> i was like yes you do like it was great man it was great just following all this little stuff and just you know getting a chance to to meet them backstage and then seeing the stuff they were talking about in the match and just letting them know too like it was weird too because like in the in the backstage area, i had mentioned something about like watching them grow and become just so together and communicate well and, and technically proficient over time and how much they've just grown as a team together mm-hmm. over the entire season. And then like by the end of that second map, all of them were just tweeting each other like, I trust and, and value my team completely. Mm-hmm. Like we're just in sync and EQO and Carpe are just in sync with each other. It's not like one trying to, to cover and make space for the other to pop off. You know, they, they realize it's a duo effort right mm-hmm. now. Um, it, it was just fantastic, and it feels so strong going into this last week of matches. Mm-hmm. Which now, with my whole whole thing aside of of the <laughs> awesomeness of that, and I mean, there was even another day after that. Oh my god! Matches. Stop! We, we only got like ten minutes left on this podcast. Oh my god! Okay, so podcast. We'll, we'll wrap it up by just discussing some other things happening in Overwatch League real quick. Standings are fucking crazy right now. Okay, that's not uh, that crazy. 
Well, New York Excelsior has been sandbagging well, quite a that, bit. Just I, opened I mean, up the stage playoffs a lot. The stage playoffs are pretty open, but the league playoffs yeah. are like pretty much settled unless some crazy shit happens this week. Yes. Yeah, there's some crazy shit, but it's looking to be like Philly's going to be in and possibly Houston out, which sucks for Aaron, but get fucked, son. And well, yeah, it's like a thing like if just Philly wins one, if London wins one, if the Gladiators win one, they're all in and, and that's the end of it. Yeah, and that's all it. And like they, it's I think looking they likely. all have winnable games. Oh yeah, well even then, like Aaron is really hoping that New York like sandbags hard enough to throw Houston bone, but they won't. Not at this point in the game because no, no, New no. York is now at a point where they need to solidify stage. Well, they still want. Play. They still want the and money for the for this stage. Exactly. You know? So they they have to solidify their position in stage. They're not going to give that up. And so, yeah, so they're, they're, they're going to play hard this, this last week. week yeah. yeah, yeah. They took a, like two three weeks off. Fine. It's what any team would do when you've clinched your spot, right? Yeah. Like you're entirely clinched. So now you just w- worry about it when the last week comes up when you got to secure that stage four playoff spot, and then worry about your your playoff run. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's looking amazing. Uh, meta currently, it's awesome watching the league play too, um, because of how the meta there is. Amazing. Hey, Br- hey Brigitte is viable. <laughs> Brigitte is viable. Well, it's funny, too, because like Aaron and I were sitting there, and one of the casters was commenting on, like, well, you can't just build an entire team comp around one hero only. And we're looking at each other like, uh, hello, Mickey, Dallas Fuel, and Brigitte. Like yeah. they, <laughs> Dallas Fuel has suddenly gotten good in this last stage because of Brigitte. Yeah. And that's it. right? Mm-hmm. They got so lucky. It's like the patch came along and they threw Dallas a bone out of nowhere. They got lucky. Their team was destined to, for just nothing. This yeah, entire season. Yeah. So hyped up. Yeah. But Brigitte came along. It, it totally played into their play style. It totally plays into what they know and what they do. And they have good enough talent on there that can flex around that makes it viable. And it, it gives the space for people like Taimu, who's a fucking douchebag, to pop off. Yeah. Right? It's one of the interesting things about the Overwatch League is how, you know, there's generally a, been a major patch between every stage and just, like, the quality of teams has fluctuated wildly in, in some cases. Like, you know, Boston mm-hmm. was undefeated and then totally dropped off, and that was partially because of a personnel change. But, like, yeah, yeah. you know, Coach, London Spitfire won the first stage, like, were playoffs for the second stage – and have been really, really middling since then. And, you know, teams like the Valiant have definitely showed up in the more recent stages to be a lot stronger. Philly's been kind of upper, mid-tier, hanging around. Yeah. They've been kind of yeah. up and down. Houston Philly. was, like, good at first, then they were kind of down, and now they're kind of, like, bringing it back again, but it might be too late. Yeah, yeah. If, if Philly suffers from a problem of just getting tilted, when they fall, they fall and tumble out of control, yeah. right? If Philly was more consistent in how they did, you'd probably see them as good as Valiant. And Valiant is a really good team, but they're just consistent. It's not like they ever have anything super amazing happen. The only amazing thing they happened had happened was in like stage one, and Agility has got this like six person Dragon Blade, a six K on one Dragon Blade, yeah. and almost like a single dash. And that was like the only real amazing thing that happened. Yeah. Um, but you know they're they're a good team. It's just it's because they're consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Boston had coaching changes. Um, just a lot of things have have. And London, I mean, the downward spiral of London and Seoul. Mm-hmm. Who knows what's going on there? And similarly with with Fusion, as much as I love them and like I have trust in the team and trust in the coaches, there's things they keep internally, mm-hmm. which is right and smart for any esports team to do. That you don't know what's really going on that, that really caused 
like Fusion, for instance, their downward spiral, as near as anybody can tell, they got incredibly tilted after a reverse sweep by NYXL. Mm -hmm. But it was NYXL. Yeah. Right, and this was at the beginning of stage three, just after they had lost NYXL for the stage two championship. In a reverse sweep. In a reverse sweep, and then it happens again. And you know, Fusion were the people who were everyone was looking to, being like, they can actually beat NYXL. They can do it if they just hone in. But then they had such a downward spiral through stage three that it was hard to see them pulling it off, yeah. pulling anything off. You know, they just went bad. So, was so who say, knows what's going on in turn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's interesting to me watching Overwatch League, and this is the last thing we should touch on, is is seeing uh, people playing Hanzo when the Hanzo rework isn't in there yet, and just like imagining what the hell that's going to be like once the Hanzo rework is in there, because man... So if you want to know what that's like, true shit, story... There is so much more Hanzo on competitive ladder right now. Well, and there's differences. So yeah. um, contenders, Overwatch contenders, which is all the farmer teams, yeah. they have the, the current Hanzo in the patch. Yeah. They're actually currently running it. And it is the team comps they run are vastly different than what you see in ladder. And I was kind of arguing with some people on a Reddit thread about this. What you see in competitive ladder, especially in top tier, you will always see Ryan, Zarya, Hanzo, Widow, Mercy, Zen. Mm -hmm. Like those those are the six heroes you almost always see. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm theorizing it's like this because when you get that high in the ladder, a lot of these people are solo queuing a lot at the GM level. Um and these heroes are just easy to combine ultimates. You just know what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. And the reason that you form this meta at Grandmasters in the highest level is because you're talking about the, the top 1% yeah. of all players oh, yeah. everywhere. So they're doing what can be predictable. If they go into a match and they pick Azaria, and somebody's going to pick Hanzo because he just outputs so much DPS right now, if you, pick, you just pick around that, because now you know what to expect from your teammates. And you know pretty much what the other team is going to do too. And so you're really just match, you're just bashing mirror compositions together just to see who can have the better deathmatch skills towards the mm -hmm. end. It's, it, I, and I know there's going to be purists out there that would ever hear this and like some super snobs about it who would disagree with me. But that top tier GM level is not true Overwatch. I'm sorry, it's not. If you're just bashing mirror compositions together without trying to get like really interesting and, and change up what you do, then you're not playing true Overwatch. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's in part to the solo oh, queuing aspect. man. Right? Yeah. It's, it really is, because when you see it from other teams, what they do, and especially in Overwatch League, you'll see them run crazy shit and just do crazy things you would never see in ladder. But that's because they're a team. And they're working together, and they're practicing, and they know what they're going up against, and they know how to exactly execute on each map. Uh, but I think ladder, competitive ladder, just lends itself to predictability and wanting to know kind of what your own teammates are going to do. And at the end, you just hope that you put out more damage than the next guy on the opposing team. Yeah, that's not fun. I, I mean, at least, you know, uh, I, I'd like to get out of gold again if I can get the, the rocket booster strapped to my ass, but... Uh... Oh, I think we can do it. I think we yeah, can yeah, do it. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a matter of time, and, and my computer not fucking crashing. And, yes, that would be um, great. That would be, be great wonderful. Not crash. That would be wonderful. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I, I think audience members out there who really want to, you know, do some crazy stuff in Overwatch, don't be afraid to solo queue. Hey, don't be afraid to be nice in solo queue and yeah. and try to coordinate your strategies. And if you have two or three, like, don't be afraid to do something crazy either. Don't be afraid to go off meta. Just make sure that your off meta plan makes sense. Hey, I got I got an 83% win rate on Reaper this season. There you go. 
Reaper is amazing right now. I don't know oh, why Reaper's people so don't run good. more of him. Like, I, if you I, want to know what will yeah. shred Azaria, it is a Reaper right now. On King, on King of the Hill, like, oh, it's just so easy for him to get around. I, I just have oh, such yeah. a great time. The only you reason can, that's not higher is because of teammates, I don't know, picking bad team comps and me having to adjust to... Yeah, yeah, they're going to gonna stick with their DPS and they're going to do it and that's it. No, but just, in reality... I, I just had some dude who switched off of healer to DPS for reasons I could not understand. So I'm like, well... Someone has to heal, so here I go. There we go, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. the worst. And that's the, o- that's the only King of the Hill map I've lost like, yeah. that I can remember. Because it's just like, I, I've been going in there and, Reaper and just shredding the fucking shit out of people. Well, I mean, like, take note out there, Overwatch players. Uh, a Reaper will shred a Zarya bubble in, like, four close shots. Just oh, four. Yeah. And then from there on out, She's right. You, you fire four more into her, and then if you need to, you ghost to dodge, which reloads you, and you just keep unloading, getting healed from each shot. Yeah. It, it's done. Like everybody calls this the tank meta, but Reaper will fuck your shit up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. there's no dodge in that. Those are just big, big juicy fruits to a Reaper. <laughs> yeah, and when it comes to baguette, I mean, everybody knows run a Farah. Um, Does everybody and, know that? People seem to not know that sometimes. Oh my god, run a Farah. And then, you know, the person who would be like, oh, I don't want a Farah because they're going to run a Widow. Okay, number one, the opposing Widow has to prove that they're even good. So don't even worry about it. Well, also, right? if you're making them switch, like, that's what you want. Yeah. Like, you want to be forcing the other team to have to, like, make Change off whatever DPS they are, to, like, go to a Widow. Yeah, change the team comp, readjust, you know, they're, they're yeah. giving up alt charge to do that probably um here's the thing teams out there uh your dps combo against a, a baguette oriented team farah and widow your fair is going to go high in the sky she's going to lob down some damage and they're going to the enemy team is going to try to turn their focus on that your fair just needs to position a little conservatively a little back behind cover where they can get to easily and while they're looking at the farah your widow now has clean sight lines yeah Clean also, sight lines. Yeah, you get a Winston, it's a matter of two angle distraction. There, either to pounce on the widow or to polish off the brigade. Yeah, like. Winston. I would advise against Winston. Actually, I would go more with a diva. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, because diva has more burst damage. Because if you're going up against Brigitte, she's tossing out armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winston doesn't do so well against armor because he is doing just tickle damage mm-hmm. from his from his lightning gun, right? So. Yeah, go go with a diva, which has a bit higher burst damage potential with the missiles and everything else. Um, run that, and you can do it with some dives in where you need to have Zarya still be there for a, a good stable body tank. You can still run a risk. There are any number of combinations. You can make it work. I promise you. Yeah. Promise you, Jen. Yeah. So yeah, Overwatch comp is great. Um, Symmetry work is coming soon. Soon, not uh, well, the, it's not coming soon this again. week as of this time of recording. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe yeah. next week. Yeah, it's in uh, yeah. I'm surprised they haven't like. I'm waiting for them to announce. Well, I guess the anniversary just ended. like literally just ended. actually. I don't yeah. know if it has ended yet. Um, it was still running as of uh, a little while. Yeah, ago. Um, it might be ended by now. So that's just finishing. Run. So we should start seeing uh, indications as to what the June thing is going to be this year. Yep, yep. Uh, June hero. It was, it was a map last year. Uh, July is usually Hero Month. That's right. Yep. Um, I don't know if they might hold Social off. Social right? features are coming out too, as well with this. Uh, yeah, pack. I really like that. The uh, the recommend. Yeah, which is nice. And, and like search for okay, yeah, search for teammates in a certain role or whatever. Queue in a role. 
Yeah, I'm still, I'm still up in the air about, about roll queuing because it kind of defeats the purpose of the game. If you have to flex off, you're going to have to flex off. Yeah. And if you decide to like roll queue, are you lo- how long are you going to be locked into that? And what if you do need to flex? Uh, well, I don't yeah, know. Well, it keeps you from going like triple tank or yeah. Like, what if you get in there and you decide, you know what, guys, we want to do triple tank. Let's do this. What if, what if we're doing, you know, it's very meta right now, Mercy Zen Brigitte with a DPS mm-hmm. and two tanks. Like, so it's. Yeah, I just. We'll see how that plays out. We'll see how it plays see out. I don't really plan on using, using it. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I tend to flex more and. Which yeah, ends up I'd like playing a lot of Mercy when I'm solo queuing. I like flexing <laughs> off into different compositions and doing different things. And I just don't see that changing, you know. Even though I've been tanking a lot right now, I like the idea of, of swapping around our team comp. So, yeah. Yep. Well, sometimes yeah. you want to bring out the slambulance, man. Oh, it's so much fun. Yeah. All right, so that's, we got to wrap this up because we got to go record another thing that you're going to hear before this. Yeah. Um, so uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah. I'll see you in the ladder. Yep. Bye-bye. You're listening to Badger and Bull on the Fat Gatsby Network. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Badger and Bull. Fat Gatsby's Badger and Bull. I am the bull. That is the badger. Hello. It is June 2018. Uh, We've not spoken to you since uh, Brigitte. Brigitte. Brigetti. Brigetti. Mom's spaghetti. The baguette. Brigetti, like delicious, like mom's spaghetti. Uh, yes. was released back in March. It's been a couple months. Uh, but this month we are going to talk about Overwatch. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, Mahoney, fucking, I'm sure you are bursting at the seams. You are hot off a fucking prize package vacation weekend in california i am to watch so. which ended up when <laughs> where they sent you out there to watch like one night of overwatch matches and you watched one weekend worth of overwatch matches it was the most fantastic surprise i ever received about this whole thing. <laughs> so yeah i was the grand prize winner of the omen by hp ultimate fan experience we'll censor that out so we don't know who sponsored it you know they don't sponsor us fuck them that's a joke we'll fuck them yeah Fuck. But no, they were really amazing. So I entered this contest. Let it be known, kids, that you can actually win stuff by entering into contests found on Twitter. And in this case, I won the whole Mamma Jamma. Uh, I thought when I had entered that it was like just to go get this trip out to go see the Fusion. And then like as I was actually in the process of filing paperwork to win the grand prize, I realized like, oh, wait, I also win a laptop. And I, and I win this all expense paid trip. And I get to see the Fusion, and they're flying me out there and putting me up in a hotel and everything. It was fantastic. They paid for the flight. They paid for the hotel. They had transportation to and from. Uh, got to go to the match, and then, like, I thought I was going to get just one match of, like, seeing the Philly Fusion play and meeting the team. And, like, we got you tickets for the entire week. So I had tickets for all this. And on top of it, I got to bring a friend with me. And I had to figure out who to bring with me. And instead and you so- brought an enemy. <laughs> I brought an enemy because I thought it was a joke. I was like, this would be the greatest joke ever, right? I'm going to enter into this contest and be like, we got to go cheer on the Philly Fusions. Who do I bring? A buddy of ours from Texas. Good old Doomfish that we play with on Battle.net. 
And uh, I asked him to come along. Why? Because he is a Texas sports fan and he hates, hates all teams Philly no matter what. He hates all of them. So, of course, I was like, yeah, if I win, I'm going to force you to come along and enjoy this really great, awesome trip and cheer on the Philly Fusion. Get fucked, son. He also really (laughs) needed to get out of the house. He really did. He really did. Uh, (laughs) But we won, and I was like, all right, we're actually going on this trip. And, dude, when I found out that I won that trip, our group chat lit up with me just yelling in all caps, like, get ready, fucker, we're going. You're going to have to cheer on the Fusion and like it. (laughs) It was was disgusting. It was was very funny my god i just could not believe it and it was very short notice but i got to go out there flew out there on wednesday and that evening uh like only an hour or so after getting off the plane we went to the uh stadium and or the arena and we were there because i had to meet with the hp people so i could get this laptop and like sit down and find where our seats were and they're like hey we have these reserved seats for you all weekend long like reserved this is where we're sitting all week for the entire setup. And I was like, oh, my God, this is great. And so that first match we get there, and it was, like, really fun. And, of course, like, I was going to try and lie to Aaron at first and not let him know that we had tickets for all the days because <laughs> I just didn't want him to actually see the Houston Outlaws play. <laughs> I was going to deny – I was going to cut my nose off to spite my face and deny him the right. But I was like, nah, you know, we'll, we'll go watch Houston. And we got to watch the closest Shanghai Dragons game ever live in the arena. Uh, It was was, almost the night. They should have had that. They really should have had that. Like over the stream, the crowd was like thunderous. It was insane. Nuts. That whole arena was just nuts lit up like today's the day. It's happening. And even the casters were getting into it. And 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 it didn't happen. It didn't happen. You know, of course, it's Shanghai. Some mistakes were made. Um, Really, you know, looking at those matches, I really felt like they should have just continued to run dive. Because in that match, they had their dive comp like on point. It had taken them all season long to really figure it out. But they had finally figured it out. And their DPS players, who normally don't ever think of being that great, were popping off like crazy. Mm -hmm. And the only reason they got to pop off is because their tanks were up front, like dealing out damage and and making a presence known. And the only reason they were able to make a presence known is because their supports were right there with them. Like it was all flowing seamlessly together. It was all going just right. And it was like that was going to be the night. It was going to happen. And then they threw their comps out and got weird on Nepal. And well, it's not that they got weird. They they went meta. They they went what people expect to be played meta wise, and that cost them when they could have just been running dive the entire time. I think they stuck to their guns. They might have made it. Yeah, but besides that, at least not full meta, but still had the widow. You know, but still just run dive tanks. You know, and and things like that. Um, But other than that, did get to meet the Philly Fusion. Mm-hmm. And that was spectacular. I, I mean, it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. Uh, I got brought in to walk through the back hallways, you know, the studio area, because it is built, the Blizzard Arena, little history lesson, the Blizzard Arena is built in the original spot of The Tonight Show, where uh, Johnny oh. Carson had The Tonight Show. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, yeah, one of our Uber drivers was telling us about it, because he, he was really glad that, you know, he didn't even know that Blizzard had come in. He's always been wondering what was going on in that in that studio you know so many people lining up every week long and so we were explaining to him he's like well i'm really glad because you know that studio built this town like burbank would be nothing without that studio and how johnny carson was in there and you think about like now and it's like it's burbank it's fucking burbank california but that place would be nothing without that studio how it started people have been wanting to tear it down forever Mm. 
Uh, but Blizzard came in and they've you know pretty much bought the place out and have been renovating like crazy and turning it into their esports arena. And it was really cool. It was really cool to see. I got in back, got to meet the team. It was great meeting them. Team, you could tell, like, when I walked in the room, I could tell they were, like, super nervous. Like, <laughs> they weren't nervous about meeting the fan. They were nervous about the match coming up. Uh. Like, like, this was do-or-die match time. So I'm, like, trying to, you know, initiate some conversations Oof. or whatever, but they're kind of like, oh, we don't know what to do with this super tall dude here. <laughs> it was, like, our fan. I guess they're kind of hoping for a really cute chick or something. I don't know. <laughs> but but Jokes I go in there, you know. You. I know, and I'm, I'm like chatting it up with them. I'm having a great time talking with Fraggy and Shadowburn and uh, Neptuno and, and Poco and all of them, you know, just, just looking them all in the eyes and talking tell them how I love how when they're technically proficient, it's all on point. And like, I'm trying to like really rally them and hype them up mm-hmm. for like, you know, remember technical proficiency, remember to make the calls and move together and yada yada. And uh, that I really believed in them. There was one point Neptuno was like, don't worry, we're, we're going to go 4 tonight. We're going to go 4 and uh, I was like, yeah, man, I went to go give him a high five and like stop short because if you've ever given me a high five, you know that I commit 500% to every high five. <laughs> and I did not want to smack this guy's hands. I was like, I stopped. He needs like, those oh. hands. I did. I did. I told him, I was like, you've got, I'm going to take it easy. Normally I commit, but you, these are fucking million dollar hands right here. Million dollar hands. And so I just gave him a light little high five and they all kind of had a chuckle and they looked around like, yeah, we got million dollar hands right here. This is the team can do it. Um, I did give them a poster to sign that my daughter had drawn. Oh, She's nice. eight years old, and she drew this cute little Hanzo figure because she thought it was the cutest thing she saw on YouTube. And uh, so she drew it by hand, and she drew the Philly, Fo- Philly Fusion logo all in one go, you know. And uh, the the team loved it, and they all signed it. So I'm going to frame that up for her, and we're going to take her picture with it and send it back to the team just as a, hey, thanks Yay. for signing our posters kind of thing. Uh, and then I just, you know, I had a few other parting railing words. We had some pictures taken. Uh, which was awesome. Just a couple of photos. They gave us some T-shirts. Um, and it was really great seeing them, really great to say hi. And uh, we're up in the stands. you know. And at that point, you know, it's like, right, we'll, we'll leave. They've got to prepare. You know, They've got to start getting warmed up and get their scrims going, things like that, get ready to go. And uh, as I was you know, leaving, I'm hopping into the Philly Fusion Discord, and I'm like, EQO is looking ready to play tonight because he'd been out for a couple you know, uh-huh. a couple weeks before that. I was like, EQO is looking ready to go. He's in Jersey. And they're like, what? And so I'm sending pictures off. And they're like, oh, my God, how are you? And blah, blah, blah. It was great. And um, we're in the stands. And like, as we're leaving, too, before we even get to the stands, we're leaving. And uh, two of the people of the team there, one of their um, team managers and their, their social media manager for the team, they're walking Aaron and I out. And... Uh, they're like, wow, that was that was really awesome. I think you really rallied and like prepped them up. They're they're actually like looking motivated. I was like, really? Like, I was hard <laughs> for me to tell, hard to read these guys, but I haven't lived with them like these guys have, you know? Yeah. But like that little little pep talk from good old Mahoney there was like, apparently they knew it. The team manager was like, that was really good. They seemed really motivated and ready to go. Like that was awesome. Yo, tell them you'll <laughs> come and do that for the finals. I dude, I told him if you need me at halftime, I am there. If you need me for the final, I am there. I will I will Skype in if I have to and give you guys a little pep talk. My full Sergeant Mahoney will come out and it'll be great. Oh, sidebar, I almost had the entire Philly Fusion team ready to tell Aaron to get fucked. So <laughs> So 
it's like I'm explaining to the to the team there, like, yeah, and I got to bring somebody along, so I brought along this fucking idiot behind me because he's wearing a Houston Outlaws hat yeah. as we're in there, and I'm like, yeah, I brought him along. It's like this gag. He's gonna have he hates Philly stuff, but he's gonna have to come along, cheer on the Philly Fusion, and fucking like it. So you can tell him to get fucked anytime and so i like occasionally just turn back and be like get fucked aaron and just right to his face in front of everybody and at one point the team manager he looks and he's like would you like all of us to tell him to get fucked too <laughs> <laughs> and, and i instantly whipped around and i was like yes can you do that can you do that like right now and he looks back at me he's like no no we can't <laughs> <laughs> probably i'm sure about something with getting fined or something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. but it was really fun, really awesome to meet the team. Uh, just great to have that, you know, that little moment. Um, and then games went on, you know, and so we're watching the Philly Fusion play that night. Oh, my God. Nail-biter games on both games, but needed to be won. Like, both mm-hmm. games needed to be wins. And uh, first night Who was against beat? San they Francisco Shock. They beat Soul Shock. and Shock? They beat Shock first night and then Soul the next night. Yeah. And uh, so when they beat Shock, or when they started playing Shock, of course it's a California team, and you're in California, so that arena is packed with Shock fans. Packed. And there are like 8 or 12 Fusion (laughs) fans in there. (laughs) Like, that's it. Yeah. And we are hollering up a storm. A storm. And uh, in the Fusion, like, all access videos that they do after each game. Yeah, I'm in. I'm actually in there for both of them, and I'm in that shock game. And you can just see me like telling the crowd, like, "Come at me, come on! I will take you all on right now. I am not scared." <laughs> and uh, it was great. So, like, and we would go back and forth yelling. The shock fans would be like, "Let's go, shock!" And we'd be like, "Let's go, Philly!" Oh, it was great. We were just back and forth at it, just jumping up and hollering with each pick and and each big play, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, spoiler alert. But I'm sure by the time you get this, it shouldn't be spoilers anymore. Everybody should be able to catch the highlights. Uh, you know, I think the statute of limitations on Overwatch League games are much shorter than movies in general. Dude, whatever. It's live fucking sports. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, over Philly, you know, they, they lose the first game, the first map. Mm-hmm. They tie for the second map, which means we can't even go to game five. And Philly fucking loves going to game fives for some reason. So, can't go to game five. Like, have to win it here. We're coming out of half, and I'm like, I'm just feeling myself. You know what? I ain't even worried. I ain't even worried. Let's go. Let's go. And I'm s- somehow blessed that I still have a voice at this point because I've been yelling that hard. I like to thank my <laughs> drill instructors for that one. And I'm just like, this teams come out, you know, and they're they're coming back out from the half. I'm looking up and I'm raising that flag up because uh, one of the the team manager, he called me up in the stands just to say thanks again. He's like, you know what? You don't you don't have a flag. I'm gonna get you a flag. And he just runs off. <laughs> Runs back from somewhere and he's got a Philly Fusion flag for me. So I'm hoisting that thing up, you know, hand, fist clenched, you know, just raising raising the arms up and be like, let's go, you know. Mm-hmm. Giving that whole best frag impersonation, you know, walking in like a tank. Just, just ah, oh, let's go. And uh, EQO locks eyes on me and he's looking at me. He's like, yeah, man. And he raises up his fist, <laughs> flexes the guns a little bit. I'm like, yeah, let's go, boys. Let's go. And sure as shit, they came back. They came back and they took those last two maps and it was fucking great. They figured out how to adjust and they did it and it was awesome. And uh, next day, I've got like no voice, and uh, <laughs> but somehow I found one for the match, right? Yeah. And they're coming in and it's great too because we had aisle seats. 
mm-hmm. each night. So like as the team comes by, I get to see them just one more time, like high five, and be like fuck yeah, let's go guys, let's go. And uh, for their soul match, they were the first ones in because they were a visiting team. Mm-hmm. Soul is coming in right behind them, and I'm standing in the aisle still, and I am. St- Staring into their fucking souls yes. <laughs> with my Philly jersey on, being like, get the fuck out, you're done. Leave. You might as well quit right now. Leave. And some of them like looked at me, saw my jersey, and they kinda laughed, haha, because you know, they were already laughing a little bit because they were doing their special like rap intro walking or something like this. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, You're fucking done. I stared Fleta down and I was like, You will lose. And I was oh, and he just kinda kept walking on, you know, but I rattled them. I rattled their nerves. And uh, so they get in there. They're playing, and Philly looks strong, like looks super, super fucking strong in these first two maps, but they wind up losing first two maps, Mm -hmm. Uh, even after some amazing plays, which, by the way, comes to show that Overwatch is an objective-based game, kids. Philly Fusion, at the end of that King's Row map, that first map on that match, had 50-some-odd kills between them. Seoul had only about 30-some-odd kills and still won the map. They got soul got spawn camped hard and was like just getting beaten back. Had so many kills put on their team, but they still won because they took the objective. Mm-hmm. Crazy, right? A twenty kill differential, but still took the objective. Um, which I blame for just this one out of position moment where boop knocked two of the tanks over the edge would have been totally different except for that one boop. Anyway, we're 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 down like zero. No no maps going into the half. It's do or die again. And uh, at this point in the time of the week, the Philly Fusion fans in the crowd, we'd all like found each other. And we're like, this is all right. The eight of us, we're, we're bonded like yeah. family right now. This is going to happen. We're fist bumping. We're looking at each other. We're like, not even worried. We love map five. Is it, is it a thing where like people five. come out for like the weekend? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you saw a lot uh, of like, the same people throughout the week. I'm sure some people just go in for like, you know, Friday, Saturday or whatever, but. Yeah, there were some that were there for all week. You know, definitely younger crowd at the beginning of the week. Yeah. Some regulars. Like, I've seen, I saw in person there, regulars that I've seen on the stream. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They just have tickets, you know, and they go in. Yeah. And um, so we're there, and the Philly Fusion fans, we're all, like, bonding together, and we're, like, not even worried. It's map five time, baby. Map five. We love map five. And so we come out, and it's just win. When we're going into map five, shit is tighter than tight. And by this time, like Carpe has been popping off, right? His tanks are in position, and between Carpe and EQO, both they were both going nuts, just popping off. And they had space to do it, you know, tanks were where they needed to be. Uh, Boombox and Neptuno both were doing amazing shit. Um, Cuban Hill, and they're popping off, and then we take map one, take map two, get to map three, and it's just I'm not sitting down at all at this point. And uh, at some point, Aaron's like, "You're an old man, you should relax." He's like ready to go to bed. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He was he was tore, you know, worn out each night almost. And uh, so we're just cheering it on, yelling, yelling, cheering it on, and then they win, and I am jumping up and down in the aisle. This other dude, Philly fan, we're jumping up and down. Oh, yeah, man, this is great. Oh, just yelling out. And it was awesome, too, because, like, at this point on, like, social media-wise, I was tuning in on Twitter to mm-hmm. see how things were going, you know, because it's just faster, and I know I follow, a lot, like, everybody on the team and just almost anybody associated with the Watch League. Mm-hmm. And some of the, like, team managers and coaches and just other general manager staff who were like there in the in the press box that day they're like we could see some of our fans out there in the crowd 
we have some really awesome fans. <laughs> I was like, yes, you do. Like, it was great, man. It was great. Just following all this little stuff and just, you know, getting a chance to, to meet them backstage and then seeing the stuff they were talking about in the match and just letting them know too. Like it was weird too, because like in the, in the backstage area, I had mentioned something about like watching them grow and become just so together and communicate well and, and technically proficient over time and how much they've just grown as a team together mm-hmm. over the entire season. And then like by the end of that second map, all of them were just tweeting each other like, I trust and, and value my team completely. Mm-hmm. Like we're just in sync and EQO and Carbear are just in sync with each other. It's not like one trying to, to cover and make space for the other to pop off. You know, they, they realize it's a duo effort right mm-hmm. now. Um, it, it was just fantastic. And it feels so strong going into this last week of matches, mm-hmm. which now with my whole, whole thing aside of, of the <laughs> awesomeness Oh, that! I mean, there was even another day after that. Oh my god! Match. Stop! We, we only got like ten minutes left on this podcast. Oh my god! Okay, so podcast. We'll, we'll wrap it up by just discussing some other things happening in Overwatch League, real quick. Standings are fucking crazy right now. Okay, that's not uh, that crazy. Well, New York Excelsior has been sandbagging well, quite a that, bit. Just I, opened I mean, up the stage playoffs a lot. The stage playoffs are pretty open, but the league playoffs yeah. are like pretty much settled unless some crazy shit happens this week. Yes. Yeah, there's some crazy shit, but it's looking to be like Philly's going to be in and possibly Houston out, which sucks for Aaron, but get fucked, son. And well, yeah, it's like a thing like if just Philly wins one, if London wins one, if the Gladiators win one, they're all in and, and that's the end of it. Yeah, and that's all it. And like they, it's I think they likely. all have winnable games. Oh yeah, well even then, like Aaron is really hoping that New York like sandbags hard enough to throw Houston bone, but they won't. Not at this point in the game, because no, no, New no, York no. is now at a point where they need to solidify stage. Well, they still want. Play. They still want the money for the for this stage. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so they they have to solidify their position in stage. They're not going to give that up. And so, yeah, so they're, they're, they're going to play hard this, this last week. week yeah. yeah, yeah. They took a, like two three weeks off fine it's what any team would do when you've clinched your spot right yeah like you're entirely clinched so now you just w- worry about it when the last week comes up when you got to secure that stage four playoff spot and then worry about your your playoff run yep. um but yeah it's looking amazing uh meta currently it's awesome watching the league play too um because of how the meta there is Amazing. Hey, Br- hey Brigitte is viable. <laughs> Brigitte is viable. Well, it's funny, too, because like Aaron and I were sitting there, and one of the casters was commenting on, like, well, you can't just build an entire team comp around one hero only. And we're looking at each other like, uh, hello, Mickey, Dallas Fuel, and Brigitte. Like, yeah. they, <laughs> Dallas Fuel has suddenly gotten good in this last stage because of Brigitte. Yeah. And that's it, right? Mm-hmm. They got so lucky. It's like the patch came along and they threw Dallas a bone out of nowhere. They got lucky. Their team was destined to, for just nothing. This yeah, entire season. Yeah. So hyped up. Yeah. But Brigitte came along. It, it totally played into their play style. It totally plays into what they know and what they do. And they have good enough talent on there that can flex around that makes it viable. And it gives the space for people like Taimu, who's a fucking douchebag, to pop off. Yeah. Right? It's one of the interesting things about the Overwatch League is how, you know, there's generally a, been a major patch between every stage. And just, like, the quality of teams has fluctuated wildly in, in some cases. Like, you know, Boston mm-hmm. was undefeated and then totally dropped off. And that was partially because of a personnel change. But, like, yeah, yeah. you know, Coach, London Spitfire won the first stage. Like, were playoffs for the second stage. And have been really, really middling since then. And 
you know, teams like the Valiant have definitely showed up in the more recent stages to be a lot stronger. Philly's been kind of upper mid-tier hanging around. Yeah. They've been kind of yeah. up and down. Houston Philly. was, like, good at first, then they were kind of down, and now they're kind of, like, bringing it back again, but it might be too late. Yeah, yeah. If, if Philly suffers from a problem of just getting tilted, when they fall, they fall and tumble out of control, yeah. right? If Philly was more consistent in how they did, you'd probably see them as good as Valiant. And Valiant is a really good team, but they're just consistent. It's not like they ever have anything super amazing happen. The only amazing thing they happened had happened was in like stage one, and Agility has got this like six person dragon blade, a six K on one dragon blade, yeah. and almost like a single dash. And that was like the only real amazing thing that happened. Yeah. Um, but you know they're they're a good team. It's just it's because they're consistent. Yeah. yeah Boston had coaching changes. Um, just a lot of things have have and London. I mean the downward spiral of London and Seoul. Mm-hmm. Who knows what's going on there? And similarly with with Fusion, as much as I love them and like I have trust in the team and trust in the coaches, there's things they keep internally, mm-hmm. which is right and smart for any esports team to do. That you don't know what's really going on that, that really caused – like Fusion, for instance. Their downward spiral is near as anybody can tell. They got incredibly tilted after a reverse sweep by NYXL. Mm-hmm. But it was NYXL, yeah. right? And this was at the beginning of Stage 3, just after they had – lost nyxl for the stage two championship in a reverse sweep in a reverse sweep and then it happens again and you know fusion were the people who were everyone's looking to me like they can actually beat nyxl they can do it if they just hone in but then they had such a downward spiral through stage three that it was hard to see them pulling it off yeah. pulling anything off you know, they just went bad so, now so who say, knows what's going on in turn yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's interesting to me watching overwatch league and this is the last thing we should touch on is is seeing uh people playing Hanzo when the Hanzo rework isn't in there yet. And just like imagining what the hell that's going to be like once the Hanzo rework is in there. Cause man. So if you want to know what that's like, true shit, story, there is so much more Hanzo on competitive ladder right now. Well, Thanks and there's that. differences. So, yeah. co- um, contenders overwatch contenders, which is all the farmer teams. Yeah. They have the, the current Hanzo in the patch. Yeah. They're actually currently running it. And it is the team comps they run are vastly different than what you see in ladder. And I was kind of arguing with some people on the Reddit thread about this. What you see in competitive ladder, especially in top tier, you will always see Ryan, Zarya, Hanzo, Widow, Mercy, Zen. Mm-hmm. Like those, those are the six heroes you almost always see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm theorizing it's like this because when you get that high in the ladder, a lot of these people are solo queuing a lot at the GM level. Um, and these heroes are just easy to combine ultimates. You just know what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And the reason that you form this meta at Grandmasters in the highest level is because you're talking about the, the top 1% yeah. of all players oh, yeah. everywhere. So they're doing what can be predictable. If they go into a match and they pick Azaria and somebody's going to pick Hanzo because he just outputs so much DPS right now, if you pick, you just pick around that. Because now you know what to expect from your teammates. And you know pretty much what the other team is going to do too. And so you're really just match, you're just bashing mirror compositions together just to see who can have the better deathmatch skills towards the mm-hmm. end. It's, it, I, and I know there's going to be purists out there that would ever hear this and like some super snobs about it who would disagree with me. But that top tier GM level is not true Overwatch. I'm sorry, it's not. If you're just bashing mirror compositions together without trying to get like really interesting and, and change up what you do, then you're not playing true Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's in part to the solo oh, queuing aspect. Oh, man. Right? Yeah. 
It's, it really is because when you see it from other teams, what they do, and especially in Overwatch League, you'll see them run crazy shit and just do crazy things you would never see in ladder. But that's because they're a team and they're working together and they're practicing and they know what they're going up against and they know how to exactly execute on each map. Uh, but I think ladder, competitive ladder, just lends itself to predictability and wanting to know kind of what your own teammates are going to do. And at the end, you just hope that you put out more damage than the next guy on the opposing team. Yeah, that's not fun. I, I mean, at least, you know, uh, I, I'd like to get out of gold again if I can get the, the rocket booster strapped to my ass. But uh, Oh, I think we can do it. I think we yeah, can yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just a matter of time and, and my computer not fucking crashing. And, yes, that would be great. Um, that would be, That'd be great wonderful. Not crash. That would be wonderful. Yeah. I'd, yeah I, I think audience members out there who really want to, you know, do some crazy stuff in Overwatch... Don't be afraid to solo queue. But hey, Don't be afraid to be nice in solo queue and, yeah. and try to coordinate your strategies. And if you have two or three, like, don't be afraid to do something crazy either. Don't be afraid to go off meta. Just make sure that your off meta plan makes sense. Hey, I got I got an 83% win rate on Reaper this season. There you go. Reaper is amazing right now. I don't know oh, why Reaper's people don't so run good. more of him. Like, on, if you on, want to know what will yeah. shred Azaria, it is a Reaper right now. On King, on King of the Hill, like, oh, it's just so easy for him to get around. I, I just have oh, yeah. a great time. The only you reason can... that's not higher is because of teammates, I don't know, picking bad team comps and me having to adjust to... Yeah, yeah, they're going to stick with their DPS and they're going to do it and that's it. No, but just, in reality... I, I just had some dude who switched off of healer to DPS for reasons I could not understand. So I'm like, well... Someone has to heal, so here I go. There we go, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. worse. And that's the o- that's the only King of the Hill map I've lost, like yeah. that I can remember because it's just like I I've been going in there and, Reaper and just shredding the fucking shit out of people. Well, I mean, like take note out there, Overwatch players. Uh, a Reaper will shred a Zarya bubble in like four close shots, just oh, four. Yeah, Last and then from there on out. She's right. You, you fire four more into her, and then if you need to, you ghost to dodge, which reloads you, and you just keep unloading, getting healed from each shot. Yeah. It, it's done. Like everybody calls this the tank meta, but Reaper will fuck your shit up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. there's no dodge in that. Those are just big, big juicy fruits to a Reaper. <laughs> yeah, and when it comes to Baguette, I mean, everybody knows Runafera. Um, Does everybody and, know that? People seem to not know that sometimes. Oh my god, run a Farah. And then, you know, the person who would be like, oh, I don't want a Farah because they're going to run a Widow. Okay, number one, the opposing Widow has to prove that they're even good. So don't even worry about it. Well, also, right? if you're making them switch, like, that's what you want. Yeah. Like, you want to be forcing the other team to have to, like, make Change off whatever DPS they are to, like, go to a Widow. Yeah, change the team comp, readjust. You know, they're, they're yeah. giving up alt charge to do that probably um here's the thing teams out there uh your dps combo against a, a baguette oriented team farah and widow your fair is going to go high in the sky she's going to lob down some damage and they're gonna the enemy team's going to try to turn their focus on that your fair just needs to position a little conservatively a little back behind cover where they can get to easily and while they're looking at the farah your widow now has clean sight lines yeah Clean also, sight lines. Yeah, you get a Winston, it's a matter of two angle distraction. There, either to pounce on the widow or to polish off the brigade. Yeah, like. Winston. I would advise against Winston. Actually, I would go more with a diva. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, because diva has more burst damage. Because if you're going up against Brigitte, she's tossing out armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winston doesn't do so well against armor because he is doing just tickle damage mm-hmm. from his from his lightning gun, right? Oh, so, 
Yeah, go go with a D.Va, which has a bit higher burst damage potential with the missiles and everything else. Um, run that, and you can do it with some dives in where you need to have Zarya still be there for a, a good stable body tank. You mm. can still run a risk. There are any number of combinations. You can make it work, I promise you. Yeah. promise you, you can. Yeah. So yeah, Overwatch comp is great. Um, Symmetry work is coming soon. Soon, not uh, well, the, it's not coming soon this again. week as of this time of recording. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe yeah. next week. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I'm surprised they haven't like. I'm waiting for them to announce. Well, I guess the anniversary just like literally just ended. actually. I don't yeah. know if it has ended yet. Um, it was still running as of uh, a little while yeah. ago. Um, it might be ended by now. So that's just finishing, so we should start seeing uh, indications as to what the June thing is going to be this year. Yep, yep, uh, June Hero. It was, it was a map last year. Uh, July is usually Hero Month. That's right, yep. Um, I don't know if they might hold Social off. Social features are coming out, too, as well with this uh Yeah, Simpat. I really like that. The, uh, the Recommend, yeah, which is nice. And, and like search for, okay, yeah, search for teammates in a certain role or, or whatever, queue in a role. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still up in the air about, about role queuing because it kind of defeats the purpose of the game. If you have to flex off, you're going to have to flex off. Yeah. And if you decide to like roll queue, are you lo how long you're going to be locked into that? And what if you do need to flex? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, well, it keeps you from going like triple tank or yeah. Like, what if you get in there and you decide, you know what, guys, we want to do triple tank. Let's do this. What if, What if we're doing? You know, it's very meta right now. Mercy Zen Brigitte with a DPS mm -hmm. and two tanks. Like, so it's. Yeah, I just we'll see how that plays out. We'll see how it plays out. I don't really plan on using, using it. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I tend to flex more, and which yeah, ends up I'd like playing a lot of mercy when I'm solo queuing. I like flexing <laughs> off into different compositions and doing different things, and I just don't see that changing. You know, even though I've been tanking a lot right now, I like the idea of, of swapping around our team comp. So, yeah. yep. Sometimes yeah. you want to bring out the slambulance, man. Oh, it's so much fun. Yeah. All right, it's so that's, we got to wrap this up because we got to go record another thing that you're going to hear before this yeah um, so uh we'll talk to you guys later have a good night everybody yeah. i'll see you in the ladder